Howdy, y'all. And this Funky Fresh in the Flesh podcast. And we got a special guest, yeah. a legendary guest, yeah. Detroit legend. Merciless Samir. Yeah, in the Man. place to be. What's good? What's One up? and what only up, right here. What up, dog? What up, dog? What up, dog? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got DJ King David in the house. King David well. in the, the building. Yes, yes. So, yeah. uh, Merciless, um, talk about, um, you know, um, debuting on Nick's records with, with your uh, single, A Day Without a Rhyme. Mm-hmm. It was that one song was like a whole album to Detroit hip hop, man. Just talk right. about that that experience. You, you being on uh, was it Cole Medina? Yeah, Funky Cole yeah, Medina, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> you on there yeah. with the polka dots? You, you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah premier, you know what I'm saying? It was, a, it was an era, yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, you know, it it was a it was a cool time. You know what I'm saying? It was like uh, that was the time when I think all the, the polka dot vibe that came from Heavy D and. Right. You know what I'm saying? Kwame was doing it, right. you know. But nobody really that was serious was, was rocking the, the dots. So, you right, know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I, I came with the vest and shit. And yeah. just, uh, came out there with the kufi on. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? We had fun with that. Um, and that was like the debut. Like after that, like DJ Billy T, he'll tell you like he seen me on there and was called down to the show. Like, who was that? You know what I'm saying? Who was right. that dude just, just rapping? I need that record, you know. Mm. So um, that that was one one uh, one of the beginnings of it. But then um, marvelous Marv got it, you know what I'm saying? And he just he just played it every day, like like uh, David was mentioning. It's just like every morning, everybody was waking up to it, and yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? It, was like, it became like an anthem, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was it was a big look. It was real exciting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I drive downtown and. Uh, Niggas pull up next to me playing my song. <laughs> right. And I'll be like, what the fuck? They playing They Without a Rhyme right now. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, they don't even know this me. You know what I'm saying? But it was lit. So that's probably one of the most played Detroit records, period, from that. Especially from that era that got Detroit radio. Play. It matured. It still, it still matures to this day. Like, right. Thank you. Know, thank man. you. Yeah, I, think was, wine, huh? yeah. <laughs> I think he was one of the first artists we heard with that type of wordplay. Right? Because yeah. like um, hip hop was transitioning from the, you know, the kind of like the same cadence and it was more getting out of that hood high phase, right? Right. And then, then it was the whole like Rakim wordplay. For sure. And when we seen somebody from Detroit with style and flow like that, we was like, man, this is dope. Thank you. Thank right. you, dog. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I was a student, uh, all of them artists, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, um, Melly Mel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, Melly Mel was like one of the most amazing, incredible lyricists to me, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. the things he would say and put into into his lyrics and make it all flow, um, but it was all intellectual, um, like, street science, you know what, right. you know what I'm saying? So. Right. And then, you know, but he, but he was still with the hoo-ha, got you yeah, on the check yeah, yeah. vibe, right, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, but at that time, that was cool, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, you know, with, with Run DMC and all of them, I mean, that, that was kind of a transition from that era, right. running them. And then, then Rock him and them, I mean, Rock was just like, you know, his, his wordplay and his content was so um, intriguing, you know what I'm saying? Right. It was just... He he gave it a different spin, you know what I'm saying? He right. just he put a little a, a little storytelling vibe on it that was like um, mystical and you yeah. know what I'm saying and right. and uh, spiritual to it, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So right. 
um, that that shit definitely. When I heard that that kind of vibe, I was like, "That's my style. That's what that's what I that's how I feel." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so uh, it gave me a opportunity to just explore. You know what I'm saying? What I really wanted to my my lyrical, um, you know, what I'm saying style to be like, and uh, you know, I just I didn't do produce that record. Man, I produced it. Wow. Okay. So so DJ Los was just in the place, and he asked about uh about Maestro, you know what I'm right. saying, because didn't Maestro do something on it? Maestro definitely did, came in, you know what I'm saying, to the lab and brought his drum machine, brought the 808 in and and put down the coldest drum track, you know what I'm saying? Right. And that, that shit was just so fire. Now, I had already had, like, bass line in there and um, some different parts, and then my DJ came in and dropped in uh, this old song called Martin Circus. You know what I'm saying? It was like a kind of club song. Mm-hmm. Okay. We slowed it down because it had this vibe, that, like like a disco kind of vibe in it. You know what I'm right. saying? We slowed it down. And he was cutting it up. So, you know, that that's kind of how the, the song came together. But definitely Maestro came in. And then we just kind of tweaked some of the drum sounds that he had, changed it to, to give the whole song a, a kind of a adventure. You know what I'm saying? Made it right. kind of adventure. So the first verse had one drum track, then when you go to the second verse, it got a different drum track, you know what wow. I'm saying? Switched the whole track up, and then right. we went back and, and switched it up in the third verse, and the third verse was like super long, probably about 40 bars or some shit, you know what right. I'm saying? I was just going on it, but yeah, man. Yeah. So, shout wait out a minute. To, shout out to Maestro. Yeah, so not to cut you off, but shout out to Maestro. Maestro. Okay, Maestro. Yeah. And uh, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's Jason Wilson, if yes. anybody don't know. Got a great new movie that was just on ESPN and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going back, so you produced the track. Were you producing your other records too? Or? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I produced them all, man. Like on my on my uh, record that didn't come out. Yeah. Man, that record was called Lord of the Lyrics. You okay. know what I'm saying? And it was it was some cold songs on there, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. I still got fans of them songs that just people that knew me. Right. For, for one, like. Man, Chris Webber, bro. Like, yeah. this nigga, every, anytime I see him, he starts singing me one of them songs from that record that never came out. Wow. And it was a, uh, it was a, like an LL Cool J type of love song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was called Dear Diary. And that nigga just be like, Dear Diary. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, how you remember that shit? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, you know what I'm saying? That's what he, that's one of the songs he remembered. But, but I just seen Jalen, um, Jalen Rose. Yeah. Uh, about three or four weeks ago at, um. At the auto show party, okay. you know what I'm saying? And Jalen, you know, at first he ain't know who I was, and I was like, "Man, it's Merciless Amir." He was like, "Oh shit, oh gee, right? Oh gee, what's up? What's good?" And I was like, "Man, it's good to see you, man. We proud of you, man." He was like, "Oh gee," that nigga was just like, "Oh gee," and I was like, "Man, good looking dog." So, but he got a he got a little podcast. I think it's Jalen Bros versus everybody. Yeah. So yeah, I might do something with him on that one of these days. That's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah. That's Talk about um. You know, um, at that era with Nick's records, and how we just was with Jack Frost uh, yesterday, and he was talking about Nick and y'all relationship. Yeah. How did you 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 maintain after Nick passed away? You know, I mean, you know, what I'm saying that, that was a sad situation, man. That's my guy, man. Like, like Nick was like really Nick. You know, what I'm saying everybody else looked at Nick like a big brother or something, but Nick was like right. a little brother to me. You know, mm-hmm. I knew Nick when he used to work at McDonald's. You know, what I'm saying. Wow. And I just come into McDonald's and he'd be like, man, what you be doing, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. how, how you be fresh like that, Mary? And I was like, man, I ain't fresh, nigga. I'm just out here, you know what I'm saying? Right. But that nigga, he just, he looked up to me and shit. And so then, 
one summer, I ain't seen the nigga for a long time for like the whole summer. He stopped working at McDonald's. It was the McDonald's in Ferndale. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. So, so he stopped working there and shit. And then uh, I seen the nigga another time and this nigga had like a pulled up in a you know what I'm saying? A cold ass RX-7 and shit with the big spoiler <laughs> on the back. Right. Had the fucking cell, mobile cell phone, the little, uh, like the handheld, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. He, no, he ain't had the pouch. He had the Mac, the Panasonic. Oh, it was just okay. one unit, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Right. With the strap. I was like, hey, what's happening, nigga? Where, where you been at? <laughs> right. <laughs> he was like, man, what's good? What's up? I was like, man, what you been up to, nigga? He was like, man, you know I'm doing this and that. Whoop, right. whoop. So I was like, okay. So you know what I'm saying? Later on, I was just like, nigga, um, let's let's do something with this music, man. I've been rapping and shit, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, let me hear it and shit. I was like, cool. Let him hear some shit. And he liked it, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, come on, let's go up in the lab and get you in the studio. And I was like, for sure, okay. And I was like, but look, this this how this how it went down though. Before that, he was like, well, we was really talking about like starting a record label. You know what I'm saying? I'm the artist, obviously. I'm like, shit, I'll go ahead and drop these songs and shit. Right. We could set up the label, woo, woo, woo. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we'll take it from there. But we were supposed to be kind of partners in it. Then, you know, people start getting in his ear and yeah. shit, like promoters and people like that saying, you know, well, you know, you the financer, he the artist, right. and this and that, you know what I'm saying? So then the the, the structure started to change, you know what I'm saying? Right. But the, the shit was not comfortable for me, you know what I'm saying? Because... You know, I, I have my reasons. I'm like, bro, I gotta, you know, if I'm not if I'm not sharing in the profits of the company, you know what I'm saying? I come from a entrepreneurial background anyway, right. you know what I'm saying? My family um had like stores and businesses and stuff. My father was a you know what I'm saying, an entrepreneur. He worked hard at that shit, you know. So when we was in Ferndale, my dad had a store down the street. It was an army surplus store. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I knew Nick, you know what I'm saying? He worked at that McDonalds right down the street from the store. Where I worked, I worked at my father's store. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, man, I, you know, I can't be. I'm not nobody worker. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? I don't work for no record label or nobody. You know what I'm saying? And so it just, it just started kind of not working out in that regard. But you know, I, I had love for him, man, and I was, I was concerned for him. You know what I'm saying? Because all the shit he was in the, into in the street. You know, right. and uh, it, it ended up getting the best of him, man. And you know, but Jack Frost, you know, that's my guy, and uh. You know, he came along after I kind of, you know, parted ways from the label and um, put his record out, um, The House That Jack Built. And that shit was lit, you know what I'm saying? I was excited about that and happy for for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just continued to do my thing. And, uh, you know, had a lot of, man, listen, I had so many adventures. I mean, I know y'all got things you want me to talk about, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if I, let me tell you some of the things, you know what I'm saying? All so right. you know, like, where what the hell I've been doing all the time, you know right. what I'm saying? Like... Like after that, you know what I'm saying, I uh before okay, I moved to I moved to New York. But before that, I had another manager, um, some managers here hooked up with another manager from Chicago. I did some music in Chicago. Right. And then they was like, Well, look, we want you to go out to LA and work with DJ Quick and these guys, you know what right. I'm saying? So Wait, hold on, give us a timeline of that. About what year was like, this? This is like ninety one. Okay. When I when I went to LA I remember the, uh, I was at the hotel and uh, Michael Jackson Remember the Time video premiered. Right. You know what I'm saying? So 
I'm watching the Remember the Time video. I'm in Hollywood and shit. I'm like, damn, this shit crazy. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm in the I'm in the room writing lyrics. You know? Right. And I'm like, damn, this is a fucking inspiration because you know Michael. You know what I'm saying? That nigga's an inspiration anyway. You know? Right. So I'm like, well, damn. Okay, I'm gonna uh, you know write these flows. But as soon as I got off the plane, I go straight to DJ. I, well, it's my man. His name was Greedy Greg. He was a uh, yeah. You know, you heard of Greedy Greg? Name, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Greedy Greg was time. quick manager. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. So Greg picked me up from the airport, dropped my shit off at the hotel, and then we went straight to Greg's crib. He had a brand new studio at the crib. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we get there, DJ Quick and Second to None was there. Wow. So I meet them, and uh, you know what I'm saying? Chopping the double Quick and Second to None, and they was just cool as hell. Second to None was like, man, if we knew you was coming, we would have... Went to the shooting range, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, how y'all gonna know I'm coming? Y'all don't even know me yet, right? You know, you know, they were just, they was just uh, welcoming, you know what I'm saying? Right. And Quick was cool as hell, you know what I'm saying? And I, it was this girl that had came too, you know, uh, from Chicago, a singer, and okay. so she was, she was kind of fine, you know what I'm saying? She was bad, right. and he was like, he was like, hey, uh, he was like, you hit that? And I was like, I was like, who? Her? Oh, her? And he was like, yeah, you, you hit, you cut. And right. I was like, nah, nigga, I just got here. You know what I'm saying? I just got off the plane. Yeah. But uh, he was like, oh, shit, nigga, she called. I was right. like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I ended up fucking with her at the hotel and shit. <laughs> she came up in the room while I was writing lyrics, jumped right. on the bed. I was like, huh? <laughs> See, we had a nice little time there. But then I went to the studio, man, and um, in Hollywood, it was a studio called The Kitchen Sink. My man, uh, King T was up in the studio oh, when I got King there. T, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Wow. And I was a yeah. I was a fan of that nigga, you know what I'm saying? We all uh, act the yeah. fool and all yeah. of that. Oh, no, man, cut it off. <laughs> right, that was, that was my favorite with the shotgun on the front. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. King T, King, King T, King T. Yeah, yes. So man, you know what I'm saying? That was that um that was a little part, you know what I'm saying? Of my, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, story. Right. And uh, you know, I did shows with with Quick and stuff. Um, okay. But you know, and then I had deals offered to me, man. I was I was just saying like a lot of labels are offering me deals, you know. Right. Um, but you know, I had a, I had a, a moment where it was a my my managers was just like, you know, saying they was like kind of bugging about it because they was tripping because so many labels was interested. Right. So so we had A and M A and M sent money to like to like do demos. They gave me a demo deal. You know right. what I'm saying? They sent like ten grand. It was like, you know, go up in the lab, see what you come up with. And so while we doing that, other labels are still saying, well, you know what I'm saying? We like this nigga. Um, they can't, they flew out uh, from, man, what was that? It was it was one of the, um, damn, man. Uh, I forgot the name of the label, man, but they flew out from L.A. and came to the studio, mm -hmm. sat in there with me and checked out everything wow. I was doing. Right. Um, it wasn't Atlantic, but it was, it was one of them. My man, this guy named Chris, uh, was an A&R guy. But man, you know, it's, it's been a lot of opportunities and stuff, but I right. ended up signing a deal with Polydor Records. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Polygram, Polydor. Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, I did it. They put a, a deal without a rhyme on, on the label? No, no. Mm -hmm. They didn't. They never released it out over mm -hmm. there. Um, okay. I just did new music with them. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? And that was a that was an experience, you know what I'm saying? Something to learn from, mm -hmm. you know? Right. Um, I lived in, I went over to London and recorded over there for like, uh, man, about a year, really. You know what I'm saying? I was back and forth, but I was over there and that's where we signed the deal at, you know what I'm saying? So it was a, it was a trip, 
but it was you know it was kind of fun and and then it was just yeah. kind of like well damn what's what's what are we gonna do what when is shit gonna pop off though mm-hmm. and the shit didn't really work out you know right. so you know went to went to the next plan you know but oh yeah and I skipped New York so I lived in New York um, right after I came back from L.A. moved to New York and I worked with uh, Grandmaster Flash wow yeah. Wow. Grandmaster Flash, I did like. Wait, hold up! I oh, need, man. I need this. <laughs> get this moment. So you went from DJ Quick, yeah, so, CT, to yeah. all the way back over to Grandmaster Flash. Grandmaster Flash, that's crazy. Grandmaster Flash, that's my guy, man. Right. So, wow. Flash was like, I'm gonna just put this on the table, man, because okay. that's the that's the new project, man. Okay. And now I got some man. other stuff I want to put on the table, man. It's, so this some stuff people don't know about. You know? Right. People don't know about these yet, but man, it's so you know what I'm saying I, I dropped these under another name, so I'ma just I'm a, but I'ma just put them out here. All right. I got this one. Okay, you have the Mercy CD. So yeah, Grandmaster Flash kind of helped me get that deal that I signed when uh in London. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And uh and you know he didn't help me get it, but the music that I did with him was what was what really made them interested in it. You know okay. what I'm saying? But uh, you know, it's been a it's been a long run, man. I've been up in all of them labels in New York, Def Jam, and you know what I'm saying Rush Producer Management. And I, I almost signed a deal with them. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted me to produce for Rush Producer Management. But then um, the lady that worked, she was like the president of her name was Francesca Sparrow. Yeah. She wanted to sign me to um, her label. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And it was it was her and a guy named um, Derek. Uh, Forget last names, man. But right. that nigga signed the Roots, though. Okay. You know what wow. I'm saying? Yeah, he signed the Roots. And that's still my man, Derek Jackson. Okay. So he from L.A., but he lived out there at the time, worked for Rush Producer Management, RPM. If you remember, um, Warren G used to be signed to RPM, right. Rush Producer Management. Right. And so, uh, you know, but that ain't work out really, man. Right. Yeah, that ain't work out either. Like, they Wait, tried to so give me a contract. They wanted they to sign me a contract. as a producer and not as an artist? So first, okay. so first they wanted to sign me as a producer, right? Right. But I have my demo, you know what I'm saying? I was right. like, because I just went, I'm like, I'll do whatever I fucking can do. Like right. Kanye kind of, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I'm just like, nigga, I make beats, but you know what I'm saying? I rap too. Right. So I'm, so Def Jam and RPM was right next door to each other. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But Def Jam, nigga, you go to Def Jam, bro, and look. When you walk up there, it's like the Wizard of Oz. Like, the fucking receptionist is that high. Like, right. the door, you see how high the door is? The receptionist is way up there. Right. So you got to walk up there and say, uh, hi, uh, want to, you know, say, come in, talk to right. an A&R guy or something. And they just looking down at you like, nigga, who are you? Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's, That's funny. Yeah. This shit crazy, bro. So, yeah. so shit, I just went over to... Next door, I see. I look next door, and it was RPM. I was like, "Oh, that's Rush Producer Management." Fuck it, I'm gonna go in there and put on my producer hat. You know what I'm saying? And I did. And uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it was a good look, man. Uh, you know, the chick wanted to sign. They sent me a contract. You know. Right. But you know, I, I just didn't like the contract. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a lot of ways to look at it. Like these deals, you know what I'm saying? They come few and far between. So you know, right. you know. I've turned away certain deals. I turned away deals I wish I should would have kept. You know what I'm saying? Right. With people offering me decent money, but I'm looking at it from a different point of view. Like I had Smash Records in in um, Chicago wanted to sign me, right? Okay. And they, you know, to me, I'm like Chicago is not a hip hop city. You know what I'm saying? At the time. 
Right, but you know what I'm saying? It doesn't, you know, when you think about it, it don't matter. Like it's it's a machine, you know? Right. So, you know, they part of the machine, they, wherever they at, they can they can get the shit popping for right. you. But you know what I'm saying? I just I just made a decision not to do that and it was kinda of a bad decision to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? My pops, you know what I'm saying? They they you know, Los was telling me about the, the shop we had, um, what the, the the club we had, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So this was at that time. One pause. So yeah, um, where, where, where you I was telling us about your uh, your father with the, okay, right, right, right. The club. So yeah, pops had the the building over there on Six Mile Livernois. So you know, we did the club and uh, but you know that was at the time when I was uh you know contemplating that deal with Smash Records and um, which Smash was like through Sony, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like they they was they was a major backing, but I had other labels like Warner Brothers and. All of these other people on the line, and I'm like right. Warner, Smash. <laughs> like I might, right. we might want to wait. And I, I held out until like 30 days later. They sent me a, a notice, like a letter of disinterest or some shit. You know what I'm right. saying? Like we sorry. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We we you know extended the offer, and uh, you know so what I'm saying. Did your your parents help your decisions with, with some of that stuff? Man, my pops wanted me to sign that deal in, in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They was giving me a. They gave me a good offer, you know. Mm-hmm. They gave me like, you know, they was offering me like 60, 75 grand up front. Right. And then they was like, dude was like, go to the music store, buy whatever you want, and send me the bill. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. nigga, I could have just went in there and bought a studio, you know, right. and build it to them. And it wasn't going to be on my on my tab, you know. Well, it would have right. been on the tab, but it wouldn't have been out of my upfront money, you know. Right. Wait, let me ask, how, how old were you at this time? Because you, you talking like some major life decisions yeah. during that time. On how the day without the rhyme came out. Right. Yeah. Man, shit, I was about 21, 22. Okay. When the day without the rhyme came out, about 22. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So at this time, I was about 23, 24, something like that. Wow. 23, 24 years old. So all of this in just a two, three year span. Yeah, all of those moves That's right it. there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. So, man, so then, what else happened, man? Uh, I don't know. So, I, I, so I did, I went to London and all of that. Then I came right. back, right? And I was like, you know, I, I just wanted to move to L.A. You know what I'm right. saying? Because I had, I had been out to L.A. I had shot a video out in L.A. in, like, 95. That's where I shot my first video at, you know? Right. And uh, shit, we shot it on Slauson and Crenshaw. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, in Nipsey Hood. Right. But before Nipsey, Nipsey was probably... A baby, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But right. but my family had a, a school over there, you know what I'm right. saying? It was called the Marcus Garvey School. Right. And so when I used to go up to the school, I'd just see this park across the street with all these palm trees and shit, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I took the director over there like, man, let me shoot the video over here, you know? Right. So I'm over there in the uh, in the park. I ain't know it was, um, you know what I'm saying? I ain't really know it was a crip neighborhood or nothing like that. Yeah. You know, I was just out there um, doing my thing, but... And nothing happened, you know what I'm saying? It was it was all smooth, you know? Right. Um, but, you know, that experience kind of made me just kind of love it out there, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And, you know, just the weather, just the, just the <laughs> sights, you know what I'm saying? Right. The, yeah, the girls the and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what was the name of that song? That song was called Playing the Odds. Okay. Yeah, Billy yeah, T yeah. used to play that song a lot. He, yeah. he be asking me about it to this day. So so now I got a new version of Playing the Odds on this CD right here. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's called Playing the Odds 2K. Right. And I actually just shot a video for that okay. in L.A. two weeks ago. 
And so that video is, we about to edit it and everything. Did you go back to the same spot? I didn't go back to that spot, man. I didn't go back right, to that spot, right. that park. You know what I'm saying? The park kind of hot now, though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, nah, no. You know what I'm saying? Where, so, where I was at, but. That's crazy. So, Billy T was supporting supporting you pretty much from day one, right? You had radio yeah. support. Because we keep Billy hearing that TJ. from um, Detroit artists a lot, that, oh, radio don't play our music. But you was one of the artists they really supported. Okay. Do yeah. you think that was because your quality of material was just that good? Man, um, I mean, I think I think it was high quality. That's yeah. for sure. I mean, I yeah. you know we put a lot of effort into it, and uh, but I don't know, man. I think I think people like the song and stuff, and people's requesting it. You know, right? Um, like but the energy in Detroit hip hop was just like when you eight o'clock in the morning hear you on the radio, like. Man, as you start off going to school, and be like, I'm going to get some money, man. Right. right you right. know, it was just like, we, we missing that. You know, it was just like, right. yeah. yo, we got to change Detroit radio. <laughs> man, yeah. really, man. They need to play more Detroit For music. Real. You know what I'm right. saying? We got some real talented artists right. here, you know, as we always did. But, uh, you know, I think now we're getting a little bit bigger look, you know what I'm saying, yeah. in the right. city and, yeah. right. and the world is seeing, uh, mm. you know, the talent here and the, right. the right. difference. The difference in our our styles and, yeah. and you know what I'm saying our approach to music. So, I think is there anybody in Detroit that you listening to now? Uh, man, you know I try to listen to I try to listen to whatever's hot, man. I okay. mean, I I like I like payroll and yeah. I like uh, I like Sada. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, I know my my young homie um, Hydro. You know he he go hard. You know what I'm saying. I see this nigga all the time on the gram. You know what I'm saying. So shout out to Hydro. And then, uh, but I got another young homie. I'm just give him a shout out. His name Lil Benz, man. He got he got bars, man. You know what I'm saying. He flow with emotion. So right. You know what I'm saying. I, I just like dedication. You know what I'm saying. Right. Whoever whoever go in there in the booth and just um and just go hard and and. Put they, you know, what I'm saying feelings on the on the tape, right? You know, speaking uh, speaking of it. feelings uh, on the tape, uh, Eminem met you at the uh, Hall of Fame, uh, yeah, huh? Day, you know, how you feel about that? You know? Man, man, bro, that that shit was monumental. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. I mean, to me, like, um, shit, that's damn near like me being in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know what I'm right, saying? Man. If my name right. rang yeah. in the fucking yeah. halls, yeah. you feel me? Right. right. So I'm just like, man, wow. I, it was a big surprise, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was I was telling Los, man, this this kid hit me on Facebook last night, you know what I'm saying, on Messenger, like, man, Eminem just said your name on, uh, he gave you a shout out in his speech. I was like, what speech? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what speech, dog? Yeah, he was like, ready to check for the Rock right. and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly, nah. Yeah. I, I, I thought that already happened, or I didn't know when, I wasn't thinking about that. Right. You know? But he was like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I was like, "Wow!" And I don't even know the dude that messaged me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Like he messaged me one other time, telling me about a day without a rhyme a couple of years ago, how he loved a song. You know? Right. And he ain't said nothing in years. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. all of a sudden he hit me like three in the morning. But he was in he was in LA at the ceremony, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. And he said, mm. man, he said, I almost jumped out my seat. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And, like, right. and it's a That's white boy, you know what I'm saying? Right. White dude. I'm like, okay. All right, shit. So you got worldwide fans yeah. out here. Man, how many people watched the Hall of Fame yesterday? 
Okay, for sure. Yeah. Shit, listen, they can hit me on the gram, um, merciless underscore Amir, and it's merciless with an I, M E R S I L E S S underscore Amir, and that's the same thing on Facebook, Snapchat, you know what I'm saying, Twitter, you know, and then it's merciless.com, that's my website, so you know what I'm saying, you can get these CDs on the website. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, you know, good. Good. I hope I hear yeah. from some of y'all, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and my email, Amir at gmail. So that's what's up. What, what, what yeah. you got for Detroit hip hop? Um, you know, uh, young and old, the unity and in, in, in the music, the DJs. What, what you being from the from the rooter to the tutor right now? You know what I'm saying? So. Man, I just say, I just say, um, stay focused. You know what I'm saying? And, and keep your ears open. You know what I'm saying? Keep your ear to the street. Just know what's what's hot. You know what I'm saying? And where, where the trends is going. You know what I'm saying? Where the trends in production is going and and, and and lyricism. I mean, you know, you always want to be on the cutting edge, you know? Right. I mean, you can't, you, you know, you can't stay in one generation just because that's the generation where you originated from. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's my motto, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, over the years, I, I have adapted, you know what I'm saying? And that's what you got to do. You got to adapt to overcome, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So just adapt to, and, and do your thing, you know what I'm saying? And shit, man, let me give a couple shouts out real quick. You know what I'm saying? I want to give a shout out to my guy, uh, Ken L. You know what I'm saying? We just shot another video out in L.A. Um, when I was out there doing the Playing the Odds video. Um, Ken L. and my man, um, 8-Double. Um, yeah, Ken uh, rapped on the song. He an actor, man. He, you guys probably seen him on um, Parker's. Yeah, yeah, I don't know you told me. Yeah, he yeah. was in one of your videos, right? Yes, he yeah. was in uh he was in that video. What you was doing with Teddy Riley? I seen you. Uh, right, right, Teddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my man. Teddy Riley is the goat, man. Yeah, never doubt. Yeah, man. Look, I did a song for Teddy with Teddy Riley for my other partner, um, uh, Rich. You know what I'm saying? Richard okay. Patterson from Tryon Supercars. So shit, I gotta represent Tryon. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So this right. is the Tryon logo right here. Tryon Supercars is a company I work with too. You know what I'm saying? Basically, like, work for Tryon. That's my that's my partner. But, okay. you know, he's a designer, man. And he, uh, a, a car designer. Mm. So he designed the Tesla Model S. Mm. Okay? The Elon Musk car. Mm. The brother designed it. This is a brother from Detroit. Wow. You know what I'm saying? The I people, know what you're talking about. I've seen him yeah. in the interview. Yeah. That's my homeboy. He, he worked for Boeing or something, too. Yes, he worked point. for Boeing. Yeah. yeah. Go he look him seen up, him, man. You might have wow. seen him on the Fat Man School interview, possibly, but he's been on a few things, but he did some stuff with Master P. P yeah. Yeah, but um, that's my homie, man. I went to, was in sixth grade with him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I knew him since the sixth grade. Wow. And, you know, but he done worked for all of the big three, designed a lot of shit, mm -hmm. vets and all of that. And now he got a, he's got his own car company called uh, Tryon Supercars, the the, the uh, flagship car called the Nemesis, mm. and so that's the song I did with Teddy Riley. I had already did a Nemesis song for um, for Rich and for the company, mm. right. you know what I'm saying? And then um, he hit me up with Teddy and shit, and they hit me on a Facetime <laughs> call, and Teddy was like, "I like that song, man. That's Let's cool. do another one." And I was right. like, "Hell yeah, yeah huh?" Right. I was yeah. like, "When?" And he was yeah. like, "I'll send you the beat later tonight, right?" Shit, that nigga sent me the beat, dog. About 20 minutes later, I sent it back with the rap on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right on the spot. You know right. what I'm saying? 
And my man Rich was like, man, you crazy. How the fuck you do that? And I was like, nigga, that shit fire. You know what I'm right. saying? Plus it's Teddy Riley. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Course. It's an opportunity. Yeah. Doors open at, you know what I'm saying? Only yeah. at certain times. I mean, you know, you just got to yeah. do what you got to do. But man, I, I just ran with it and then went went out to Vegas. They stay in Vegas. And uh, yeah, we, we, we did the song and shit up in the studio with Teddy. Right. You know what I'm saying? He had a, like three studios in his crib. And it was lit, man. So that's dope. That's dope. song that came was, out cool. Was to see you in the studio. I was just like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Grandmaster yeah. Flash. You lit up the Teddy internet Riley, when man. I sing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You hear a thing that rhyme, but then you hear it jam. <laughs> <laughs> right. It did come on to like that. That's dope. Wow. Man, I ain't never think dope. of that. Yeah. yeah. But that's real right there. Yeah. Yeah, so you worldwide, man, from yeah, Detroit yeah. to London. Man, bro. That's, bro, bro. That's a journey, It's man. a blessing, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's a blessing to still be here um, doing the thing, you know. Right. But, you know, hip-hop get a bad name, and, and you know, a lot of um, negativity is mm -hmm. attached to it. You know what I'm saying? Right. A lot of a lot of deaths of rappers and shit, mm -hmm. man. You know right. what I'm saying? God, God rest the souls of all of these rappers that have been out here trying to do their thing. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? Right. Fell victim. L.E.L., you know? rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, R.I.P. You know what I'm saying, Dilla and, and yeah, oh you know what I'm saying. A lot of these guys, man. I mean, they gone too soon. Yeah. Now Dilla wasn't a victim of violence. You know what I'm saying. Right. Fortunately, and you know what I'm saying, his, his legacy is just you know untarnished. Right. You know, but a lot of the other artists, you know what I'm saying, they, they go right. by gunplay, and you know what I'm saying. I feel like it's just you know what I'm saying. The game is just rigged and shit. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's traps out here just like it is in any other area of life, especially right. for our people, you know what I'm saying, and black men in particular. So we just got to stay focused. That's why I say stay focused and, you know what I'm saying, just don't let it, just don't let it um, be too tricky out here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The world is tricky. But, uh, man, look, I'm, I'm rocking the death row chain too, man. So right, that's I had to tell y'all about this real quick, you know what I'm yeah, saying? That's so this is an authentic death row chain. I just got this. In L.A. two weeks okay. ago. Oh, um, my partner gave me this, and he gave it to me in the room where Dr. Dre recorded The Chronic. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? And so that studio, um, it used to be Solar Records. You remember yeah, Solar yeah, Sounds yeah. of Los Angeles? Yeah, right. So then uh, Babyface bought that building. It was oh. called the Edmonds Tower for, for a while. Um, but then a friend of mine, um, her name is Diane Warren. She's a... Songwriter extraordinary. She wrote songs for Beyonce and, you know what I'm saying, Aerosmith, oh, all of these right. people. You know what I'm saying? She bought the building. And now they done renovated it and stuff. And they got their studio in the same room. They got like four studios in there. Atlantic Records is in the building, like renting from them. Right. You know what I'm saying? But um, that studio, my man, this guy named K-Dub from Death Row. Um, he brought the Compton Girls Choir up there, you know what I'm saying? And they, they sang, did some songs and stuff for the Compton Girls Choir at the studio. And uh, K-Dub gave my man, uh, we call him the Frequency Pimp. Yeah, he an engineer, <laughs> hell of an engineer. <laughs> right. Yeah, so K-Dub gave him all the death row, you know what I'm saying, shit from the label. He'd been at death row since Suge was, you know, mm -hmm. since Suge was in charge. And he's right. still there now with Snoop Dogg, you know. Okay. But so... Uh, so look, I'm shooting a video. They let me shoot the video on the rooftop at the studio, right? And so I'm like, I'm, I'm doing the song, and my man, um, Frequency Pimp, he's like, "Man, you wanna, you wanna wear, you want a Death Row chain?" And I was like, "What?" And I was like, I was like, "Nigga, I say Death Row in this song though, cause, cause." 
Tony Green play on the song. Yeah. He played bass on the song. So Sorry, Tony Green, Green. Yeah, yeah, T Money shout out. You know what I'm saying? So Tony playing on the song and, and he played on a lot of my songs because he just the man. Yeah, you right. know what I'm saying? But he played on Doggy Dog World and, and he played on Gin and Juice and he played on all of the Warren Death Row G. classics. Yeah, yeah all right. the Warren G shit, yeah. Regulators. Yeah. Right. And so um he play on that song, so at the end of the song, I just be like, you know what I'm saying, T-Money Green got a sign of like Death Row, right. you know what I'm saying? And then that nigga said, you want to wear the Death Row chain? I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Right. So we go up to the studio, that nigga presented the shit to me, like, here you go. And it was brand new and shit wow. in the box, wow. and, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, wow, nigga. <laughs> hey, I thought I had to give it back to him at the end of that. Right. I was like, I was like, do I got to give it back? Right. <laughs> he was like, you got it, man, you good. Wow, that's dope. So, that's you know dope. what I'm saying, but... I mean, you know, again, like, you know, Death Row got that negative connotation to it. But, man, right. I, I look at that like, man. Yeah, bro, like, Suge was a big entrepreneur. He, right. he was a he was a uh, force to be reckoned with, you know right. what I'm saying? And, and you know, they don't want to see a black man coming through, like, you know what I'm saying, right. just um, maneuvering through the business that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's unfortunate that, uh, that this is the world we live in. You know what I'm saying, and, and I say the same thing about Kanye, because uh, he going through a lot of things that, right. you know, it, it's just reality, man. And some some people ain't gonna never speak on it, and he right. did, and so it is what it is. But you know what I'm saying? Hey, at the end of the day, look, man, I got the, all these other CDs, man. <laughs> yeah, this okay. another one. Yeah, this yeah. called Legendary G. Yes. That's Merciless Mirror, aka yeah. Eddie Rebel. Mercy. Yep, Eddie Star Rebel. Yeah, okay, Eddie that's Rebel. What's up. Yep, man, look, these CDs is collector's items, bro. Yes, yes. Look, this one right here is one of the collector's items. Now, that's a, that's a open copy and shit because I ain't really got none left. But I just sold four of these CDs for $375 because the fans love them so much. I had a big-ass fan base. I did some of these in L.A. I did right. that song, that album in L.A., and uh, they, they sent it to Japan, and the shit blew up in Japan. So then all of these Japanese um, record store people started hitting me up and shit and, you know what I'm saying, wanting to buy all of the copies that I got. You know what I'm saying? I brought them to my storage. I got some Japanese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it's been, a, it's been a good look. I mean, you right. know, you know, music music is, is for everybody. Yes. You know what right. I'm saying? Yes. And so, you know, I've been fortunate in that way, but, you know. Still just um living life like a you know what I'm saying, just a regular G out here. Just right. taking it a day at a time, you know. So and, the uh, the fans always wanna know. So when we listen back and we grew up on the music, everybody wanted to know what you've been up to and now you showing us like you still out here working, yeah. making con connections and everything. That's right. dope. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. what Digital would you do without what would you do without a, what would you do without a day without a rhyme? rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, I, I don't I don't know if I would exist, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's just that's who I am, man. It's like right. a, a leopard can't change his stripes or his spots right. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? The right. same is. I mean, I'll just tell him my my little homie earlier. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like, man, it's hard to be a rapper and and, and you know balance life with that yeah. shit. Yeah, and Clark like, Kent is Superman. That's what they yeah, tell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that. You know? I mean, yeah. I just say um. You know, this is who we are. You know what I'm saying? Right. As artists and, and 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 whoever you are, it's it's who you are. If you are a, you know what I'm saying, a television host, or if you're a fucking, you know, um, you know, I don't know. If you on Wall Street or whatever your job is, right. you know, 
if that's who, if that's the job that makes you feel, you know, like fulfilled, then that's what you're meant to be doing. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, doing music and rapping, obviously, you know what I'm saying? It's some shit I just can't get out my system. So, yeah, nah, you, you, <laughs> you made us all doing. addicted to this shit. <laughs> For real, man. Hey, said vice versa, well, man. No you know doubt. what I'm saying? I, I bounce right back off of yeah, y'all, you right. know? Yeah. Like King David over here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man, I remember I met this nigga on, was we on, we was on Grand River. Grand River and Greenfield. Yeah, Grand River and yeah. Greenfield. You was at Mammoth, or was it King Island? I was outside seven days. Oh, seven, seven days. Yeah. Yeah. I was on the sidewalk, so I'm mixed to these. That's Damn. right. That's, That's right. Hey, tell, tell us, um, uh, being that you were so influential to Eminem, what's your words to him from him mentioning yeah, Man, bro, look, I told, I, for sure, bro, you know what I'm saying, I sent, I sent Caniva a message earlier and just said, you know what I'm saying, please let him know, I said, thanks, mm-hmm. congratulations, you know what I'm saying, on his induction, and thanks for the mention, the honorable mention, because, right. uh, you know, he ain't had to do it, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, he, he right. could have left it out, now, if he did leave it out, I would have felt a little, a, a type of way, you feel yeah, me, right. because I know that, you know, I know that he was a fan, you know what yeah. I'm saying, so, um, and I, you know, I felt like, that acknowledgement was, um, you know, why not? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I heard him say a lot of other people' names and stuff that was influential. So, shit, why not me, nigga? Because, no, uh, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he you made it known that, that he, he liked my my song, you know? Right. Right. So, I, I really do appreciate that shit, man. And maybe one day we can get together and, and have a <laughs> beer or something. Or right. maybe write a song or something, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, that's, that's what it's about, man. But... I congratulate him. I commend him. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a major accomplishment, man, for a Detroit rapper. You know? Mm-hmm. That's so that's just dope, dog. Yeah. yeah, shout out to MC Bree. Shout well out to Bree, man. Dre. Dre, yeah, my yeah, guy. Heard from him this morning. Word. And, man, you know, Dre is on this album. Um, we got a song called Sky Gods. You know what I'm saying? Check that one out. It's on all the platforms. And then I want to shout out to uh, Caniva again. He on the record. Mm-hmm. T3 is on the record. Um mm-hmm. Young Bleed is on the record from No Limit Records. Oh, wow. How you um, do that there? Yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and it's a lot of you other got, great artists. Did you have a video there. with the one with Canaver? No, we didn't okay. do the video. Not yet. Okay. But you know what I'm saying? Right. I think we're going to get it up, man. All right. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah. yeah. Man, Hall of Famer, Merciless Amir right here. Funky Fresh in the Flesh. Fresh, fresh in the Flesh. Fresh in the Flesh. Yeah. yeah. All so, right. Thanks. Thanks. That was dope, man. Man, I ain't... What's up? This is Funky Fresh in the Flesh podcast, where we talking everything hip-hop. Yeah, I'm here with my boy B-Boy Ridge. Recognize everybody, gang. <laughs> Funky Fresh in the Flesh, man. Y'all stay tuned. Me and my childhood friend, we're going to bring y'all the raw and exclusive in hip-hop globally. You know what I'm saying?